Let's talk about our democracy for a minute. <laughs> but let's do it in a way that makes the snowflakes' heads explode. Let me be clear before this podcast begins. We are loud, loud proud, proud, and do not give a fuck. This is the Tony Michaels Podcast. Real and raw political and social commentary. The freedom to oppress the rights of other people is not liberty, you shit-eating moron. Ah, the smell of freedom of speech. This is the Tony Michaels Podcast, and this is Tony Michaels. Hey, Tony, fuck them. They're deadbeats. That's right. They don't want to pay the fucking debt. They don't care about the country. They don't care about the economy. They don't care about your economic stability. They don't give a fuck. They're Republicans. (laughs) I mean, of course. They don't give a shit about you. They don't give a shit about the country. They'll default on the debt. What's the difference? What do they care? What do they care? Honestly, the main thing that they're trying to do here is not it's not exactly default on the debt. I mean, this is already appropriated funds that have already been allocated. They have to pay. The executive branch has to write the check for it. What they really want to do is take away your Social Security and your Medicare and your Social Safety Net that you paid for. That's right. It's not entitlements. You you fucking vile bastards. We paid for those things. Medicare, Social Security, other social safety nets. We pay for those, you motherfuckers. Us, the people, the government. We pay for those. It's our shit. Get your hands off of it. That's what the Democrats should be saying. They should not negotiate with terrorists. Fuck them. Fuck them. You want to have economic terrorism? And strip away benefits that the American people paid for, that they relied on having there when they needed it. Fuck you. Do not negotiate with them, Democrats. Fuck them. Tell them to fuck all the way off. All the way. All the way. You don't have to negotiate with them anyways. They're going to raise the debt ceiling. This is Again, this is just a ploy to strip away your Social Security benefits. You, you, the people who are receiving them right now, not this fucking bullshit where they talk about, oh, well, future generation. I'm not talking about this generation. Uh, We don't want to strip. We don't want to strip benefits that the American people paid for from this generation. We just want to do it for future generations. I got a video I want to show you today of some fucking scoundrel talking about how people want to work longer. That's why we're going to raise the age of Social Security. That's why we're going to raise the retirement age because people, I get people all the time coming up to me telling me they want to work longer. There is nothing, absolutely nothing, preventing people to work into their 90s until they're dead, for that matter. They live to be 150. You can work as long as you want to. That doesn't mean that we need to up the statute of when the exact retirement age is to receive the benefits you fucking paid for. They're not entitlements. I'm sick of hearing this bullshit. I'm sick of this nonsense. 
I'm sick of it. That somehow Social Security and Medicare are fucking entitlements. They are not entitlements. We pay for them. Just look at your goddamn paycheck. If you're self-employed, go look at how much self-employment tax you pay. It is all to fleece your fucking benefits that you paid for to make sure that they give tax cuts to their fucking donors. That's all it is. That's all this is, is redistribution of wealth. That's what they want, and they want the wealthy to have it all. That's what they want. They don't give a fuck about the economy. They don't give a fuck about you. They don't give a fuck about our credit rating. They don't give a fuck about our national security. They don't give a fuck about our stability. They don't give a shit. Never have, never will. They're fucking domestic terrorists. They call themselves that. Speaking of domestic terrorists, apparently there's a former America first Nazi who was a Republican candidate down in New Mexico lost by 3,500 votes in a House district. Got his ass stomped. He's an insurrectionist, by the way. Yeah, he was there on January 6th. He was there. He's got pictures that he's posted on social media to prove it, of course. Of course, this fucking bonehead is a self-proclaimed terrorist. And him and people he hired went and shot up buildings. And his opponent's house, damn near, damn near having bullets strike her 10-year-old daughter. Now, I posted, I saw a video this morning, it's going around Twitter right now, of a little three- or four-year-old boy being groomed by his domestic terrorist father, teaching him how to kill humans. And we wonder why. And we stand around, we're standing around like, why the hell? Do we have a problem with gun violence in this country? Why in the fuck do we got do we got political candidates going and trying to kill their opponents who won by 3,500 votes? Why do we have this? What could it possibly be? They're fucking American Taliban. They're mind fucked. They're deluded. They're a cult, and it's a gun cult. And they want to commit political violence. And they're training the Hitler youth right now to do it. That's why they call you groomers. That's why they call liberals groomers. Because they have to deflect. When I was a child. In rural America. We had guns. We hunted with them. My grandpa. My uncle's. My dad hunted with guns. They didn't hunt humans. Never, never in my childhood, never in my childhood, ever being around guns or watching someone around guns, did I ever, ever see an adult train a little child to kill human beings. And we wonder why we have a domestic terrorist problem in this country. Oh, they're just, they're in the living room in this video. Oh yeah, well, I'm going to show it to you. You've probably already seen this fucking stupid video. And they made it. It ain't like someone observed this happening. They're proud of it. 
just like Lauren Boebert and Thomas Massey are proud that they're American Taliban. They're fucking domestic terrorists. I can't even believe that this story in New Mexico, Pena is his name, who is a losing candidate in the House race in New Mexico, a America first Nazi, an insurrectionist, a treasonous piece of shit. Why the fuck this isn't the headline story, the lead in. Of course, the Republicans don't want to talk about this. They're not going to, just like Kevin McCarthy doesn't want to talk about how George Santos is a goddamn fraud. Of course, again, you know my opinion on George Santos. Leave that son of a bitch in. He's just a typical Republican. He's not an outlier. He just likes to outlie them a lot. But they're going to ignore this story. Just like they're going to ignore the fact that the reason why they don't want to raise the debt ceiling is to get Democrats to agree to cut the American people's benefits that they paid for, strip them away from them, and lower taxes for the rich again. That way, their donors have more money. It's a redistribution of wealth, motherfuckers. And if you're not using that phrase against these cocksuckers, then you're doing it wrong. It's redistribution of wealth. That's what they want with this debt ceiling fight. Fuck them. Tell them to fuck off. Democrats should stand strong no matter what happens. Don't lose your fucking gut. It's time we fight for this democracy. In the arena of ideas. Enough of this shit where we can't be strong and we can't tell them to fuck off. And we can't, we can't make sure that the American people know who's going to fight for them. Who's going to fight for them if Democrats give in and let these son of a bitches take your safety net? Who? It's time. We should start gerrymandering districts now. We should start planning to gerrymandering districts now. Right now. Fuck them. Steal it away from them. That's right. I said it. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Because if you're going to lose your democracy, you might as well fucking lose it going down in flames. And if you think that this debt ceiling fight is the fight that's going to be the worst fight this year, you're wrong. The fight to keep the government open will be the biggest fight. They're not going to default on the debt. Their donors don't want that to happen. They just want the fight. They want to see how much, how many fucking pennies, how many fucking pennies they could squeeze out of the American people. To redistribute it to the fucking wealthy. That's what they fucking want. I don't give a good goddamn about no credit rating. Their donors do, though. Ah, their fucking donors do. But they'll go all the way to the fucking edge. All the way to the moment. So Democrats should just sit back and let them fucking fail. They're the party of no. They're the party of losers. Let them fucking lose. Fuck them. They can't even pick a speaker, let alone organize to make sure that they manage to, to, to run up the, the clock for the debt ceiling.
Fuck them. Let them fail. Let them fail. On them. And then we can decide in 2024 whether we want these cowards back or not. Because that's what they are. They're weak fucking cowards. Republicans. The America First Nazi Party. The party of no. The party of frauds. The domestic terrorist. The American Taliban. Whatever the fuck you want to call them. Yal Qaeda. Whatever you want to call them. That's what they are. I know most of the people who listen to this show are pro-democracy. They believe in it. They believe in the foundations of it. You know, not every democracy is perfect, of course. We see it happening in Ukraine. Ukraine's not a perfect democracy. Far from it. But even as imperfect as that democracy and sovereign nation is, it's worth fighting for. Because the simple idea, the simple principles of democracy will deliver equity and equality. Does it take a long time? You goddamn right. I don't know if you've been noticing. It takes a long time. They're resilient. They absolutely are not going to let go of their white privilege anytime soon. They're terrified, terrified that if their privilege is lost, then they'll be treated the way they want to treat the minority. That's right. The marginalized. They're scared they'll be treated that way, the way they want to treat the marginalized. That's what they're terrified of the most. Listen, if marginalized communities wanted revenge, they'd have already took it, you stupid fucks. And that's what this fight is over for the debt ceiling. Is to strip away and to redistribute America's American people's money, their money that they paid. It's our social safety net. It's ours. We paid for it. Just go look at your goddamn check. Your W-2. It's ours. Enough of this fucking delusional lies, this bullshit. That somehow, somehow we're going to be less of a nation because we agree to pay the bills that we already allocated the funds for or should have. Hell, some of these appropriations came because of Republicans in Congress. And now they don't want to pay their bills. Of course, they're fucking deadbeats. Of course, they are. But again, it's about stealing your money. It's about stealing what you paid to get in benefits. They do this all around, not just to not just to every average American. They do this to veterans. They did they they do this to the military. They do this in foreign aid. They do it all over the place. They love to redistribute wealth to the wealthy. To their donor class. They love it. Oh, they fucking love it. So stand strong with one message and and one one fucking narrative. Fuck you. Default on the debt, bitch. Do it. 
Do it. I dare you. I fucking dare you. Do it. We're not giving a goddamn inch. Not a fucking penny. You can fuck off. That's what the American people need to do. Trust me. Democrats are going to follow your narrative and your messaging on this. We need to be the tail that wags the dog. It's time. It's time we wag that motherfucker. And I'll be the spearhead. I don't give a damn. Let's do it. Let's create a narrative and messaging that forces, forces these Republicans to do their job. Govern. Do your job, motherfuckers. And if they know that the Democrats will stand back and let them fail, they'll find a way. Oh, they'll find a way. They'll find a way to bring it to the floor. Trust me, Democrats are going to vote to raise the debt ceiling. It's going to happen. On the floor, they're going to get a vote to raise the debt ceiling. It's just a matter of how much of our money, the American people's money, are they going to give away to the rich donor class and take away the benefits that we paid for. They're not entitlements. I'm so sick of hearing that garbage. I'm sick of it. And such bullshit. They are not entitlements. They were not given to us. We worked. We paid for those son of a bitches. And it's time we do it with one voice, one narrative, one national message. And not let up. It's up to you. I'm telling you, I told you that th- these fights will not be over. Even if we did well in the 22, 22 midterms. And we did. We did well. The one thing that we didn't do was be able to out-gerrymander them. And that's our next step. That's our next goal. I'm telling you, that's what we need to do. As liberals in this country, we need to gerrymander the shit out of these blue states. Fuck them. Fuck the sh- Fuck them. It's enough of this garbage. You're either going to save democracy or you're going to lose it. One or the other. So what are you going to do? You're going to stomach up and do the things that you don't want to do? <laughs> you goddamn right. It's time to fight. We can gerrymander the shit out of these blue states. Gerrymander their representation out of that state. California, Illinois, New York, all of them. Every fucking one of them. Michigan, Wisconsin, take them and gerrymander the shit out of them. Gerrymander them into the into the possibility that they couldn't even come up with a majority in the House of Representatives. Fuck them. They don't know how to govern. They don't know how to do it. They're not responsible and they're domestic terrorists anyways. All they want to do is use our democracy to destroy it. So we might as well use our democracy to make sure they don't. It's time we stop sitting around, holding hands, singing kumbaya. They've awakened the sleeping giant. They totally underestimated liberalism and people who are pro-democracy and people who are for liberty are weak. They are fucking mistaken. I watched a video. I think it was on TikTok or Instagram. I don't know. I don't know where it was at. Jesus Christ. Eh, Hopefully I'll be able to find it back. I don't think I was able to save it, but I hope I can find it back. There was uh, more Nazis, literal Nazis, trying to stop a drag show somewhere. 
and the entire community came out and shut them the fuck up. Stop them from stopping the show to happen. And frankly, they just had a bigger goddamn show. And at the end of the video, the man in the video said, <laughs> and you thought you could out organize the gays. Boy, were you mistaken. We know how to organize, folks. The LGBTQ community, the black community, women. We have all the power. We have it. It's ours. All we have to do is use it. And it's our voices. It's our messaging. It's our narrative in one voice and one direction of pro-democracy. We've got Gen Gen Z with us. They're with us. They may not agree on every single point, but they're with us with this pro-democracy stuff. And that demographic and that generation is only getting older and more able to vote. Now is the time to lean in to democracy when we cannot let up. This fight over the debt ceiling, let them fail. And if they fail, they fail, punish them. And if they raise the debt ceiling, they did their job, a bare minimum. And hold them accountable for, for only doing the bare minimum. We are the strength in this nation. Liberalism is the strength of democracy. It is us. We have to band together. We have to stay together. We cannot, we cannot break. We cannot relent. We have to stay focused on democracy. They are trying to steal it away from you, just like they're trying to steal the money that you paid in for your safety net. I am so glad that you are here on a Tuesday, January 17th, for two full hours, as you are every single weekday, and as I am every single weekday, Monday through Friday, noon Eastern, 11 Central, 9 Pacific, on YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. We're trying to get the 20,000 on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button. Do me a huge favor. Do me a huge favor. This month, I only ask one thing of the audience. I mean, other than coming and listening, of course, <laughs> as you like to do. The only favor I ask is you subscribe to the YouTube channel no matter where you watch. And the other, the, the most important part is to share it with three people. Share it with three people. Get those three people to subscribe and start listening. Even if they're your MAGA uncle or your crazy MAGA cousin or your QAnon aunt, it's okay. Share it. Get them to listen. I'm telling you. That's what I want. Get them here. Get them to listen. But subscribe to that YouTube channel. Let's get to 20,000. Two years of Tony in January of 2023. Also, you can follow us on Twitter at Tony Michaels Pod. And it would be nice if you downloaded every single episode. Every one of them. Hell, go re-listen to it. I think what I'm going to do on the directories, I've been thinking a lot about this about the, the directories and how we post the show on the directories. For those of you out there who listen to the directories, you know I do a 30-minute rant every time. It's called the A Block. We're in the A Block right now. And I think what I'm going to do with the directories, and I want the audience's input on this, because you guys are the ones who listen. 
on the directories, Apple, Spotify, Google, the audio version of the show, because we record it live. So I record it and then I have to cut it and, and then post it over on the directories and publish it. I think what I might do is do a part one, part two type thing where part one is the 30 minute rant. It's the very th- first 30 minutes of the show. And then the part two is the second part of the show. It'll give a person an opportunity to maybe watch one or the other, or maybe both. Tell me what you think. If the moderators out there can kind of take a look at what people are saying about that and uh, jot down some notes, that would be great. Cause we have the best moderators in the world. I don't know if you know that you're the greatest audience in the world. And we have the greatest moderators to go along with it. So give them love in the chat. They are here every day, working hard, making sure that our chat is clean. You know, we want the hate watchers. Yeah, the moderators know I love the hate watchers, but we want to keep it clean over there. We don't need any nonsense, buffoonery, terrorism inside of the chat. So everyone, make sure if you want to get to the live chat, subscribe to the YouTube channel now. Just go to YouTube, The Tony Michaels Podcast. But the thing that you can do most is go to thetonymichaels.com. That's the, it's down at the bottom of the screen right there. Right there, you see it scrolling across the TonyMichaels.com. That's the TonyMichaels.com. All the links are there on the website. You can also you can also give us a tip if you want to give monetary support. That would be fantastic too. But this month, my ask is this: subscribe to the YouTube channel if you would please, and also share it with three other people and see if they'll share it with three other people. You know what I mean? If you find someone who's in this fight for democracy and is sick and tired of these America first Nazis trying to take away your shit that you paid for and redistribute to their wealthy fucking donors. Like they're trying to do by threatening to cut social security, and Medicare with the debt ceiling. Invite them. Eh, they'll like it. Yeah, sure. Eh, we'll, we'll get this national narrative, this national messaging going. Make sure that we can say it with one voice. Um, I'm going to try to see if we can get a guest on today. You know, it's Tuesday, but Texas Paul is on vacation. I don't know if you're paying attention to his social media. Texas Paul is on vacation, so he won't be joining us this Tuesday. I think a couple weeks he's on vacation. So Tuesdays right now are minus Texas Paul, but that's okay. He'll be back. He's going to be back. Don't worry. Don't worry. He's just taking a few weeks. Taking a few weeks. He's got an anniversary, I think, that's going on. So he wants to have some fun. He deserves a vacation. He deserves some time away, as we all do. So uh, Texas Paul won't be joining us today or the next, I think next week, maybe the week after. I, I don't remember. I don't recall the dates exactly off the top of my head. But it'll be a few weeks before Texas Paul is back on Tuesdays. But he will be back. He will be back. He's excited. This is on Tuesdays is uh, when he called me. He called me last week, or no, it was a week before, and he said, "Hey, next week, and yeah, what we're gonna after next week, we're gonna go on vacation. So next week will be the last week for a couple weeks until we get back." And um, he said, "This this is the his favorite part of his week is Tuesday, is spending Tuesday with the audience here and going through the issues every single step of the way, getting that narrative, getting that messaging out to the people, so the people can spread the messaging because you, the audience." are the key. You're the key to this. It's you. It's you that have the power to go out and make sure 
that the narrative is the way it needs to be and stop anyone in their tracks that do not have that narrative. And speaking of that, I want to talk about this documents thing and a conspiracy theory that's going around about the, the Secret Service. And I want you I want people to shut the fuck up about this. This is ridiculous. You're actually playing into MAGA's hands when you're when you're spinning this conspiracy theory about the Secret Service. I'll tell you about it uh, when we come back. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Right after this. What the fuck is wrong with you people? It's a rhetorical question at best. We'll be right back on the Tony Michaels Podcast. Fellow patriots, what would you do if there was a Trump supporter right in front of you, crying in pain because they have to live under communist tyranny? We know what you would do. You'd reach out and give that true American a hand. Now, here's your chance. For only $50 a day, you can help us help those true Americans recover from Biden's socialist reign of terror. These are those Trump supporters, and this is that moment. Send your donation via Venmo to the real president, Donald J. Trump. It's only $50 a day. Recurring. And it means you'll get these Trump supporters the critical help they so desperately need to survive under this false regime. Please donate now, because those Trump supporters you just saw can't wait another moment. Fuck them, fuck them, fuck them, fuck them, fuck them, fuck them. We're back to the Tony Michaels Podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the show. This documents thing. The Secret Service conspiracy theory. Planning documents. Okay, let me tell you why this is fucking dumb and you should not be saying this shit. It plays into their hands. It's stupid. Number one, it's not true. It's, it's, it's fucking, it's so far-fetched. If you believe that the Secret Service... <laughs> is organized enough to manage to work their way into the Biden residence and plant classified documents in a way that would, that the documents could be traced back with custody uh, to, to an office or a skiff that the vice president had. And that was packed up. You are a fucking bonehead. Number one. And if anyone out there in the audience is spinning this conspiracy theory, stop. You're, 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 you're hurting our narrative. You're hurting the story. Here's why. It's not going to be true. Okay. It's just not. That's, it's not even going to be close to being the truth. Not even in the same universe as being the truth. Now, if you continue and more and more people start to pick up this stupid fucking conspiracy theory that somehow they were planted and, and somehow Joe Biden's being set up, you're going to lose grasp of your narrative. You're going to lose it. And the reason why is because they're going to point that shit out. They're going to mock you for it. It's not going to work well for our narrative. Look, it is really simple on the documents case where your focus and your narrative needs to stay. It needs to stay on the intent and the obstruction of Donald Trump who stole our government documents to cover up his coup attempt. Okay, 
It's very simple. It's very easy. It's not going to be hard for that to be smoked out and to be true. We already we already know, we already see the evidence before us. In the fact that Merrick Garland paired the January 6th case and the documents case under one special counsel. That's important. That is very important. And even more important that he appointed a, a different special counsel for the Biden's documents. If if it was such if it was the same case, wouldn't you believe that Jack Smith would be the one concerned about the Biden documents? It's not because it's not the same. It's not the same case. The case in Trump and Mar-a-Lago is the January 6th cover up. That's why he's obstructing. That was his intent. That was his criminal intent to steal those documents and his criminal intent not to give them back and possibly destroy them. You don't know that for sure yet, but there was a hell of a lot of empty folders reported. So stop talking about the Secret Service and Joe Biden's house. And by the way, the logs, again, this is the, the other dumb thing about this narrative, this logs. There's no logs for Joe Biden's house, right? So I say give them the logs because there's not any. There's no logs. There's not going to be logs for a private residence. So let the Republicans continue to bark up these stupid trees. Don't you bark up a stupid tree. Don't lose focus. Don't lose the narrative. Don't lose the plot. The plot is that Donald Trump stole our documents to cover up his coup attempt on January 6th, because we know that's what it is now. And we know that it's tied to domestic terrorism. I don't know if you've been following this story, but we're going to keep following it. There was a losing a fucking Republican loser. Imagine that a fucking Republican loser in New Mexico. He's a QAnoner. Apparently he's a January 6th insurrectionist. He's the likes of Ashley Babbitt. They're violent. They're domestic terrorists. They want to commit violence. He lost by 3,500 votes. And then him and four people he hired went to try to shoot and kill people in buildings and destroy property. Now, he was arrested in a raid yesterday, and apparently there were more people arrested than were involved in this. One of the people that he hired was indicted, apparently, on federal drug and firearms charges. This is who they are. When they said in Texas at CPAC and they put it up on the Jumbotron and said, we are all domestic terrorists, they fucking meant it. They meant it. Take them at their word. That's what they are. I can't believe that this story isn't being spoken by national reporters every five seconds. And you're not going to get a Republican anywhere to acknowledge this story. Oh, fuck no. Who? Where? What? New Mexico? Is that a state? <laughs> Is there house districts in New Mexico? <laughs> They're not even going to acknowledge the existence of it. And the reason why is because it backs up the truth. And the truth is, is that they are domestic terrorist maga the america first nazi party they want violence and they want it now and they want political violence that's what they want they can't they can't win on ideas they can't 
The only way that they're that they have control of the house is they gerrymander the shit out of our states. And that's why elections matter. <laughs> that's why elections matter. The census fucking matters big time. And our fight to gerrymander our states matter. We should gerrymander the ever-loving shit out of them. Fuck fair. Fuck fair. You 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 fucking weak ass people out there that think this politics is a fair fight, get the fuck out of here. And if you think you're going to win by playing fair against these people, you are out of your mind. They will steal your democracy. They will stomp on it. They will piss on it and they will shit on it. They don't give a fuck. So you better not give a fuck when you're fighting for it. It's important. It's important. Oh, Tony, you can't fight fire with fire. Watch us. You just hide and watch. Again, I'm telling you, liberals in this country, that's where the strength comes from of organizing. You think they can out-organize us? Are you serious? You think they can out-message us? You think they can they you think they can create a national narrative that's better than ours? Fuck that shit. That's where you start in defeatism. That's not what we're going to do. We're not going to be defeated. And we're not going to start from a position of defeat. Fuck no. Let them let them default on the debt. Fuck them. Do it. Dare you. Do it. Show how inept you are. Show how worthless you are at governing. Do it. Just like the Democrats fucking dared them to vote 15 times for a Speaker of the House until he had to sell every single point of his speakership away. Hell, he's not even the Speaker at this point. The motherfucker can't even stand there and make sure that George Santos does not have his hands on any committees. Until the ethics committee is done with their stupid investigation, which they stripped the ethics committee. That was the whole point. That was the trade for George Santos's vote for Kevin McCarthy, which, by the way, the only reason why Kevin McCarthy won is because of George Santos. The only disappointment that I have with George Santos is why us as Democrats aren't fucking gerrymandering the shit out of New York. I mean, the ever loving shit out of it. Fuck them. Gerrymander the shit out of that state. We own that state. They know we own that state. We have the power in that state. Gerrymander it. Fuck them. Take every district away from maybe one. Give them one district in New York. Why not? Just one. Just one. Gerrymander the shit out of it. I'm sick of it. And pack the courts. Pack the motherfucking courts. As soon as we get an opportunity. As soon as we get an opportunity. We need to pack the courts. And we're packing them right now. I mean, that, that <laughs> thanks to you getting out there and voting, especially in Georgia. Thank you very much, the Georgians, of making the correct decision of putting a sane person as their senator. Not some kind of fraud. Listen, everyone's, oh, George Santos is a fraud. Herschel Walker stood on stage and flashed a fake badge and said he was a police officer. And you think George Santos is some kind of outlier? <laughs> I got a fake badge to give you. It's ridiculous. He is a Republican. That is who they are. Their entire principle is fraud. The whole fucking bit of it. 
Well, it is what it is. But let's go to some video. Because <laughs> I got to show you some video. Of course, we have to do video here on the Tony Michaels podcast. So let's round up the Tweety Tweets and the Trendy Trends for the shit list roundup. Start the countdown. the shit list roundup where we round up all the tweety tweets and trend trends then then have a new <laughs> almost a new meaning to it as twitter gets worse and worse and worse oh my god elon's twitter and fucking pile of shit i'm dead serious holy shit and there's an account on there and i i'm about to just do something about this there's an account on there and i've i've talked about this uh yesterday now, with Gabe Sanchez, there's a guy on Twitter that's they're pulling out videos that are two years old and shit that have nothing to do with COVID, nothing to do with the vaccine. And they're spinning narrative around it as if the vaccine is killing people and all kinds of crazy ass, stupid, delusional shit, shit that's not even close to being the truth. Just fucking outright lies. Um, and it's pissing me off because it's showing up in my timeline. Nick Adams is showing up in my timeline. Oh, my God. Every single one of these vile, gross motherfuckers. I don't know how it's happening. I don't know what, but I, let me tell you something. Um, this is why it is so important over the next two years that we have a, a singular message. We cannot divert from a singular message of pro-democracy in this country. We have to have the message and the narrative down, and we have to march forward with it as a singular message. That is what will win us the House back in 2024, secure the Senate, and make sure we have the presidency. Not only that, we have to win these state races. I don't know if you noticed, but these states are getting crazier and crazier. In my state of Missouri, they, they don't even want, they, they're so fucking terrified of women, they don't even want their arms showing. What the fuck? Are you serious? You are, you are so, you are so hopped up and uh, on a, on a horn that you see women's shoulders and it makes you want to, I don't, I don't know what these guys are doing. And I have no idea why, why they think that if women show their arms somehow, it has to do with sex. These people are in the gutter all the fucking time. I, I, I cannot tell you a single time that I can remember where I saw a woman without sleeves on. And because she didn't have sleeves on, I got all hopped up and horny. And it made me distracted or some shit. What in the fuck are these people talking about? Jesus Christ, you goddamn Republican predators. You people are fucking weirdos. It's 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 getting out of hand. It really is. And it doesn't just stop there in the Missouri House. I mean, that's a ridiculous thing. That women can't wear a fucking sleeveless shirt or something. Because it's too distracting. The male members, oh my God, all the blood will rush to their wieners and they won't be able to think and they won't be able to, 
they won't be able to bang up your democracy because all the blood will be rushed to their penis because women don't have sleeves on. Jesus Christ. What the fuck is wrong with you people? You know what I say? I think what should happen, what I think should happen, the best protest of all is all these women in the Missouri legislature, nah, they put on string bikinis. Go on the floor and string bikinis. Fuck them. Fuck them. What are they going to do? Fuck they going to do. Be body positive about it too. Strut out there with confidence. Yeah, really give them a fucking show. Show them, show them what an inappropriate dress on a house floor can look like. <laughs> That's what I say. Yeah, fuck, lean into it. Piss on them. Protest like a motherfucker. That's what I say. I don't know. This is just me. <laughs> oh. Whoosh. They're worried about they're worried about sleeveless attire in Missouri. Motherfuckers are going to lose track of their budget in Missouri because they're about to cut more taxes on the rich in Missouri. Yeah, that's what they're going to do. They're going to try to cut more taxes, which is going to lower revenue in Missouri. And Missouri, just like any other state, has to balance their budget. It's part of the, I don't know, state constitution. So you know what they're going to do? Redistribute the wealth to the to the rich in tax dollars and tax cuts to make sure that your students in the state of Missouri, if you live in Missouri, don't have buses to their schools. That's the first fucking thing they cut. That's the first, I'm telling you, that's the first, doubt me. You go look, any fucking governor anywhere, when they have to balance, they have to balance the fucking budget in Missouri. They do not get to borrow money in Missouri. That is not a thing. And it's against the state constitution. Most states are like that. But in the state of Missouri, the first thing they cut is public school transportation. I am not shitting you. First thing they cut. Uh, nope. You don't get buses. Hey, the kids don't need to go to school anyways. Hey, walk. Hey, parents can take them. Yeah, fuck it. That's the first thing they cut. Because that's the way they figure. Ah, you know, these parents will get them to school. I'm, my, my, my spouse takes my children to school. I mean, <laughs> you know, why can't everyone else? Yeah, some people work three jobs, you fucking idiot. Some people are single parents. Some people have four kids at three different schools. You stupid bastard that started three different times. This is really stupid stuff. I mean, it's hard to explain reality to people who live in delusion, but you know, that's the first thing they'll cut in Missouri. When they cut taxes, they're going to cut the bus transportation to schools. The second thing they cut is highway funding. So not only, well, I mean, yeah, it makes sense. You ain't got any buses on the road. So what do you need highways for? <laughs> makes sense. Whoa, what the fuck. You don't need good highways when there's no buses. I mean, we're going to take away your buses, so you don't need good highways. This is how these fucking people think. All to make sure that a few people in the state eh, don't have to pay taxes. And not that they don't have to pay taxes. They just, they, they want them to pay less. It's not that they're going to force them. People are trying to force them to pay more. No one, There's no one saying pay more taxes in the state of Missouri. Not one motherfucker. Not one motherfucker. Not one politician is fighting for rich people to pay more taxes in Missouri. They're all Republicans. They own the fucking place. Because people are voting against their own interest. And they're concerned. They're concerned right now in the state legislature 
on how long the sleeves are on women's attire. <laughs> and you want these people in charge of your economy? Oh, my God. That's the people you want in charge of shit? That their number one agenda item and their number one concern is what women are wearing? Are you serious? This is who you want in charge of anything? Get the fuck out of here with that shit. Okay, let's go to some videotape. I told you I was going to show you this video uh, of this kid, but let's go first to, um, speaking of deadbeats and idiots who don't know what the fuck they're doing. Uh, I don't know. This is the Speaker of the House. And if you uh, look at his attire here, it doesn't seem to be to any kind of dress code, by the way. Not that I give a fuck. I could care less if Kevin McCarthy came in in a sweatsuit. I'm just saying Republicans seem really fucking concerned about what women are wearing, but this dude can't even get in a suit and tie. Um, but this is Kevin McCarthy talking about George Santos being on committees. He doesn't have a problem with it. Why would he? George Santos is just any other average lying Republican. So, of course, he'd be on committees. Let's listen. Um, yeah, we will be done with... Um... All committees that he'll get seated on committees. Yes. You said yesterday you had some questions about his past. Did you raise concerns during the campaign season before? Well, I raised concerns. Uh, my staff raised concerns when the, he had a staff member who impersonated my chief of staff, and that individual was let go when when Mr. Santos found out about. It. Oh well, great. Well, great. We let the one fraud go. Yeah, we let one fraud go. It's a staffer. You know, he's not an elected member of Congress that can give me a vote. <laughs> so that staffer's gone. He's a fraud, but he can't help me. So fuck him. But Santos, eh, committee's all around. Committee's all around. Why not? Um, I'm still trying to see if I'm going to get this guest on. <laughs> Still working here. Sorry. Um, here's another uh, <clears throat> great clip. Oh, my God. Um, more anti-Semitism and the George Soros talk. I get this a lot. We get this a lot in comments. Oh, you're paid. You're paid by Soros. I don't. I, I have never received a check from George Soros. And I'm starting to wonder if I should call the hotline, the Antifa hotline. Because I haven't received my check yet. But here is fucking Joe Rogan. And I don't know who this fucking idiot is. I have no idea. Uh, maybe if Gabe Sanchez joins us here soon, he can tell me who this dumb fuck is. But this is Joe Rogan having some other some nut job on his show. And they're talking about George Soros. And and it's and just listen. How old is George Soros? It's a good question. Yeah. Is he? He's like a vampire. Right? I had a conversation with the governor of Texas about him, but huh. with Greg Abbott, where huh. he was explaining to me what George Soros does. And it's okay. Right there. Right there. Right there. Right off the top. Joe Rogan. His talk. Number one, Joe Rogan is talking to the the governor of the state of Texas. They're just having any old conversation. Right. This is not a good idea. <laughs> I mean, I, sh I, I'm, I am the rodeo clown of the left. Okay. I recognize this. I know this. I know that I'm put here to distract and to create a narrative and help you create messaging to go out there and win for democracy. I get it. I understand my role. 
I should not be advising or talking to the president of the United States, no matter who the fuck it is. <laughs> that is not what I should be doing. That's not a thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, it looks like we are going to have a guest. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. As soon as he says, Greg Abbott explained something to me, um, that's that's all you need to know. That everything after that, everything after that is complete and utter bullshit. All of it. The entirety of it. I don't know why we have to explain this, but, you know, we do. I'm trying to get my uh, guest here. There we go. Okay. Let's play some more of this clip. It's fucking terrifying that he donates money to a very progressive, very leftist, uh, whether it's a DA or whatever politician, and then funds someone who's even further left than them to go against them mm -hmm. and just keeps moving it along. So he's playing like a global game. Okay, this is this is uh, more of uh, George Soros and anti-Semitism and the Jewish cabal. And they're dancing around it instead of being overt about it, like Kanye and Nick Fuentes were, where they got in trouble went going on their national fucking tour of Nazism. And um, this is Joe Rogan dancing around that, right? He's like, oh, yeah, they're they're manipulating the system. So it's more far left and more communist and more for the cabal. And yes, fucking absolute lies. Eleven million people are listening to this shit. Why aren't wait, listen? If, if we could get 11 million people to listen to this show, and I, I don't think that's outside the realm of possibility. I really think we get 11 million people to listen to this show every single day. Two hours. Every single day, 11 million. I think we could do it. I think it's possible. They would actually get some fucking information that they could go out there and use, and it wouldn't be absolutely just fucking dribble. This is dribble. This guy is a know-nothing. Joe Rogan has a purpose in life. It's to tell jokes, not for people to take him seriously, especially 11 million motherfuckers. Yeah. And then he, he enjoys doing it. Yeah. He enjoys doing it. Um, but it is, it's telling, right? He understood early on where you wanted to seize power. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and that's, you know, we sometimes think, Oh, I'm going to, you know, I, you know, a senator is that that's the pinnacle of success well it's not really you know it's the it's the da's and it's the it's the state level politicians right like, that's where real change occurs and where things can happen and before you know it it's like what the fuck How or real that? corrosion or real corrosion right Oh, my God. OK, I can't take it anymore. Again, these two guys, two chuckleheads, they obviously don't understand how our our system of government works. They don't understand uh, why. Why Democrats? Democrats want to take money out of politics. They don't understand it. Now, that's not the world we live in. We do not live in that world yet. And it's going to be a long time coming. If we don't fight for this democracy, there's no way we're going to be able to take uh, private finance and private funding out of our public campaigns. But that's what they're talking about. They're talking as if they're talking as if the actual corruption of public campaigns is only only on the left, as if the right wing isn't fucking mired in fucking public corrupt or uh, private funding corruption in public campaigns. 
I'm telling you, this January 6th case that Jack Smith has, I don't know if you heard about the super PAC and the election fund and the legal defense fund that Trump and his allies fleeced from his supporters and stole that money and defrauded them. But that's going to be a big tenement in this indictment if when we get one. And it's not Repub- it's not Democrats that did it, it's Republicans. Democrats are trying to fight to decouple private funding from public campaigns. But we can't do that if we don't fight the fight we have. We can't do that unless we fight the fight we have. And that's why I have this guest with me. I'm so glad to have her here on a Tuesday as Gabe Sanchez joins us. Of all things, goddamn, perfect timing. We got Gabe Sanchez. We got Dr. Rachel Bittacopper with us. Now, Gabe, Dr. Rachel Bittacopper, happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. It is a good one. Rachel. Yeah, so we usually have Texas Paul on Tuesday. I like your hat. Oh, no, that's okay. Hey, it happens. Dogs, dogs happen. Um, so, so Rachel, oh, she, she's, she's gonna go deal with the dogs. Yeah, she's gonna let the dogs out. Who let the dogs out? So, when we finally got the answer. Well, right, yeah, yeah. Dr. Rachel Bittacover let the dogs out. Oh, let the dogs in. Who let the dogs in? Dr. Rachel Bittacoffer, the reason why I wanted to have you on today is because there is a big fight in messaging on this debt ceiling thing. And um, a lot of people are getting it wrong. Most people are getting it right. I feel like the White House has a good stance. I feel like the House Democrats have a good stance here. And that's let them fail. Let, Let Republicans fail in this fight when they're trying to strip away the benefits that the American people have paid for, because that's really what they want. They don't give a damn about the debt ceiling. They don't care about the credit rating. They want to make sure that they do deep cuts into your Social Security, your Medicare, the things that you pay for, not entitlements. These are things that you paid for. Tell us how we can form a messaging and a narrative around this, because that's how we win this fight over the next few months with the debt ceiling is with a national narrative to pressure these Republicans to understand you're not going to take away our shit and give the Democrats the clout to stand firm and say, no, we're not going to negotiate with terrorists. Yeah, listen, if I had it my way, the entire Democratic comms orbit would be focused on this right now. And what I want them to be doing is I want them to be on the attack. I want them to be making it perfectly fucking clear what's happening here. The MAGA majority, the Republican MAGA majority in the House is going to hold the American economy hostage. Hold us, right? Individuals, um, everyone who owns a business, everybody who is in the military, everybody I mean, just everybody, right? You have a 401k and it's an act of economic terrorism. What they're trying to do is say, my way or I'll kill you all, right? And we have to make it very, very clear what's at stake here. Because number one, they were able to do this debt ceiling stuff, kind of this economic terrorism back in 2013, um, and get away with it to some degree because we were not aggressive enough about pushing it on them. I remember, so, you know, all the smart analysts, (laughs) other than myself, Absolutely confident. Oh, the Republicans forced a government shutdown. You know, that's going to define 2014 for us. Everyone's just going to magically know that the Republicans are dysfunctional. And I am here to tell anyone that can hear my voice right now, that is not the case. If you want people to understand that Washington, D.C.'s chaos this week 
is because of Republicans and what their goal is to steal your retirement. Not, you don't even need to say Social Security, Medicare. You say they're coming for your retirement, right? Um, then we really we're going to be in, in a world of hurt. So we, on our side, need to stay mission focused and make sure our comms is is achieving one I think overall strategic goal, and that is to point blame. We got to make sure that people see what they're doing and that they blame them for it. Gabe Sanchez, I know you probably have some feelings on um, this debt ceiling fight because we do this stupid thing over and over and over again. And the only reason why we do it is because there's a party of obstruction. There's a party of no. There's a party who 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 their base fundamentally doesn't understand how our government works and how appropriations work. And that this is this is not money, new money. This is money that even Republicans under Trump appropriated that has to be paid the executive branch just writes the checks congress appropriates them um so gabe i know you're frustrated with the stupidity but tell us your thoughts on the this debt yeah i mean like ever since the first day that you know after that everyone got sworn in they started the next week it was immediately going into oh we're gonna you know we are the fiscal conservatives and we are going to fix up this budget and we're gonna balance it out but really what they started from the very beginning was Let's cut these, you know, these costs or th- this funding to the IRS uh, will inevitably, according to the CBO, add $114 billion by cutting $80 billion. I mean, these people are not good at math and they have no sense of a, a proper outlook. I mean, like, because a lot of the a lot of the efforts they make when it comes to, you know, raising the debt ceiling, right, holding it hostage, they don't care about Americans. They don't care what the outcome is for them because to to republicans right they they got their bag right they got their money they got their position they have their power they have their influence they don't care about constituents they don't care about voters they don't care about the actual people who will be impacted by this and the fact that they're so just haphazardly willing to hold this hostage and hold it over here and say okay well if you want us to fix it then you got to you you got to meet us or really you have to cave into our demands and the fact that they are so willing to do that Shows you, I mean, we aren't even one month in, we're, we're, I mean, 14 days in essentially now. I mean, obviously some days after when the vote took place, but we're two weeks into this 118th Congress because they're not even a Congress, right? It's a clown circus. It's a chaos caucus. These people do not care and they're willing to do whatever they can to, to get what, I mean, they're, they're essentially, you know, they're, they're. They're, they're using not the serious debt people. They're, they're not, not but they're, they're using the no. debt ceiling as a ransom note. Right. right? So, so, saying, so let me ask. This, yeah. Let me ask Doc here because Gabe's right. Uh, but what is their goal here? Well, I mean, obviously, obviously, some of these members of Congress are smart enough to know what the ramifications of not raising the debt ceiling could be. Some of them probably not. They're just so mind fucked and deluded by QAnon that they have no clue. All they can see is Hunter Biden's laptop in front of them and destroying our democracy. But what really is their goal here? What is their end goal here, Rachel Bittacoffer? What's their political play? You're the political strategist. What's their strategy or do they have any really? I mean, there is no strategy, guys. You have to understand, we're not talking about a House Republican majority that is any point of comparison to our history, right? So, like, you know, the strategy, insofar as there is one, is there's two bifurcated strategies that work quite against each other. I mean, McCarthy and the so-called moderate House debt, uh, uh, House Republicans, want to, you know, don't keep keep out of chaos headlines down to a minimum. 
why they gun our economy and steal all our shit. Right? They don't want it to be in the main like stage or right? the show. They have to do things discreetly. So, you know, this is a real problem for McCarthy because he's got he is he's the first speaker in the entire history of the House who is not emboldened to the frontline majority making members that made him the speaker by giving them more than 218 seats, okay? Like this, that's usually who the speaker serves. So when you look at the behavior of Nancy Pelosi or John Boehner or Paul Ryan or uh, Tip O'Neill or all the way back, you know, whatever, you just pull any, any speaker out, you're going to find out that their behavior is structured about, you know, stuffing ex- extremism so that the policy agenda of the party that the public sees seems pragmatic and helpful, right? And McCarthy does not have that option. So he, the reason they wanted and, and took the speaker about 15 rounds is precisely to put him in this position. And, you know, I would never want a fake position where I have no power and I have all the baggage and title because people are going to assume that Kevin McCarthy has the power to govern the House, okay? And instead, what he did is he traded away that power. He has absolutely no ability to keep MAGA from revolting against him if he tries to form a bipartisan coalition to pass this debt ceiling debate um, um, raise. And, you know, I have to tell you that there's a big chunk of the Republican Party that is going to be terrified of defaulting on the debt. I mean, their their entire constituency and major donor base are the people who are going to lose the most money if the debt ceiling is defaulted. I mean, it's not just about the rank and file and the effects of, of veteran benefits and SSI and Medicare and all these other things. Ultimately, the the, the old bread and butter of the GO, and still the bread and butter of the GOP's money machine is the business conservative, okay? And McCarthy is going to either, either have to fuck over the business community this week or he's going to have to fuck over MAGA. And either way, there will be hell to pay. Well, I think that's the uh, rock and the hard spot that Kevin McCarthy has been in the whole time. And that's Mm -hmm. why, like you said, he's had trouble uh, and had trouble becoming speaker even. But, you know, Kevin McCarthy's a very shallow individual. Um, His main goal was to have his name on the door and to have the office and to have the title and Mm -hmm. nothing more. He didn't actually he didn't actually care about um, governing. He doesn't care about the operation of the House of Representatives. He doesn't care about our government, the people's government, because we are the government. and We sent them there to govern. He doesn't care about that. He only cares about in the history books. He'll be known as a speaker of the House no matter how long or how short he uh, is in that position. That's why he traded away the entire thing. But in saying that, in saying that, I guess the prediction is if Democrats hold strong, if the administration holds strong, it doesn't do any negotiating with terrorists here and tells them you either raise the debt ceiling or you don't. One or the well, other. Can't. I mean, what tell do you- me, just to be clear, because I've seen this in some of the NBC and other reports, is we aren't making it really clear. What MAGA is demanding the White House give them would steal your social security, right? So it, it is a non, you cannot answer this demand. It's not that the Democrats don't want to negotiate, aren't willing to negotiate. Fuck, you know we're a party of negotiators. The problem is what, what MAGA is saying is we want to, to um, move social security out of, out of uh, mandatory spending into discretionary 
We want to raise the retirement age because according to white collar Republicans with cushy congressional jobs, people want to work for fucking ever. Okay. Well, he obviously has never met any of the broken working class and I hang out with because I can promise you this, their bodies cannot work forever. In fact, many of them mm-hmm. are working through incredible pain all day, every day in their forties. Okay. So, um, you know, it's obviously he's never met a fucking working class construction worker in his entire life. If he thinks people want to work, Till they're 70. It's such a white collar bubble to say that, uh, that it, it really is offensive in my opinion. But um, ultimately, we have to be really careful we don't do their work for them. We, they are not coming to a negotiating table. They have taken the economy hostage and they're making terroristic demands that require us to screw over generations of Americans for retirement. Hey, you know, we're looking for a clip here of the exact thing that you're talking about. Uh, I mm-hmm. forget the I forget the scumbag's name. Of course, he's a Republican uh, and he's an old white ball sack, as I like to call him. Uh, and I forget his name. So he's just some generic old white ball sack Republican who was walking through the halls of the House. And um, and someone asked him about uh, raising the retirement age. Uh, and if Gabe finds it here, then we'll play it. Yeah, I'm looking. He, he says something like. <laughs> Oh, I get people come up to me all the time and say they want to work forever. Like I, I, I've had four people in the last 20 years say I want to work forever, which just to be clear, no matter what the retirement age is, the statute of the retirement age is for you to receive the benefit that you paid for called Social Security or Medicare, uh, that statute. It, that statute doesn't dictate how long you can work. Like you can work till you're in your nineties, you know, it, it, nothing's stopping these people from working past that retirement age. The only thing that the government is saying, we as the government are saying is, Hey, you worked long enough. You paid into this system. We should give you reprieve and give you retirement and let you enjoy the work that you gave our country and the service that you did for our country by working and being a hardworking person and paying your taxes. I don't understand where we lost our way in America with this. Um, But this this representative in particular just absolutely does exactly what you're saying. Just like, yeah, people want to work till they're 90 anyway, so we should force them to. Right. Yeah. I mean, it. it, It comes from their bubble because they, I mean, honest to God, guys, there is a subset. Maybe when I get to SSI age, I'll be like, oh, shit, if I draw my retirement, it affects your income. Okay, It can impact your income. And so people delay or whatever their retirement to enhance their benefit size and to prevent penalties like that. But you do not design a public policy, especially like social security around the exceptions. Okay. You, you design it around the average person and the average person is going to be broken as fuck at age, age 65 and look and counting the damn days to the day that they can draw that SSI. I'm in my thirties and I can't wait to retire, Rachel. I mean, (laughs) Come on, who doesn't want to? Who doesn't want to? Greatest nightmare ever. But again, I I work in my house, you know, and I sit in a chair and hang out with people like you. It's game. It's not an arduous job. I'm not out there fucking, you know, doing landscaping, right? There's no way I could do that stuff right now. So it really is personal to me. I um, I think that people, especially in our world, don't appreciate the 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 the, the reality. The physical and health-wise realities of, of the lower classes in this country, and, and and it just goes to show by the Republicans insisting we all want to work to our 90. Well, and it's crazy to me that these are the same people that have cushy re- had the cushy retirements from serving a few terms in Congress. Um, here's the actual clip of this, uh, like I said, white 
white nutsack um, Republican, just a generic old white ball sack here. Uh, mm -hmm. Any old average Republican, his last name's probably Santos or something similar. Let's listen. <laughs> you know, uh, that's interesting uh, that you asked that question. Uh, people come up to me, they actually don't work on me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's on the table you're saying? <laughs> People want to work on it. Maybe you need to give them an incentive to do it. Okay. Yeah. That's the way it's I know, I know. And actually, uh, roll well at the same time. Mm -hmm. Just take that right there. <laughs> the, fact that, the fact that he's like, oh, yeah, people come up to me all the time and say, I'll take, you know what? I'll take things that never happen for 500, Alex, okay? <laughs> because that is, what is, that's, that is what that is right there. The fact that somebody's willing to be like, look, you know, I worked all my life, and you know what I'm willing to do? I'm willing to work myself into the fucking grave. Nobody's ever said that. No one has ever said that. You know where you know where he's probably getting this when he when he because this is uh I guess his name is Rick Allen, this scumbag from Georgia. No, is it Georgia? Yeah, Georgia. Yeah, yeah. Georgia. Rick Rick Allen of Georgia. That's uh, we've identified the typical generic white ball sack here. Um, but here's here's the thing: is that he goes into Walmart. And he sees the little greeter at the door and he's like, well, they're working until they're 90. And what he doesn't know is the only reason why they're standing at the door in their 90s is because they can't afford they can't afford fucking eggs and milk right now because these fucking idiots won't get off their asses and do their job and raise the Social Security benefit that these people earned. That's why that old dude they is standing there giving you cards. Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, my God. Walmart fucking greeters, the baggers. I mean, these people who are, these are people who, and, and Republicans are the ones who are like, hey, you know what we should do with this money people have paid into Social Security and Medicare? We should fucking tax it. <laughs> right, right. Number one, like one of the reasons we don't have enough money is people are paying tax on their Social Security income. And number two, that the, the cost of living adjustments that Democrats have fought for for decades and just recently got another huge one through before we lost control of the House. Those are the only things keeping a lot of our elderly population off the street, and they are completely marginal. So one government shut down away from another, you know, triggered uh, homeless crisis of our senior, our most, um, you know, um, uh, desperate and, and vulnerable community. And that, I just want to give a shout out to Social Security Works, who I see put out that clip. Yes. They uh, didn't catch that earlier. And hey, uh, John, I don't know if you guys have met John Bowser Bowman. Uh, Bozeman, but he uh, he he's involved in Social Security Works, great organization. He's a good friend of mine. You guys might rec recognize recognize him from such things as the band Shana. Na. <laughs> no, we appreciate it. <laughs> well, we appreciate his work. Um, also, another person we appreciate the work for is uh, Aaron Rupar here. Um, he's showing us here that Fox News. Oh boy, you know it's been it's been many years since they've been concerned about the the uh, debt, Rachel. All Can of Republicans a sudden, even count this high. All of a sudden, they're they're terrified of a number. They just are posting this. Uh, Aaron says Fox News is lining up behind the House GOP effort to force cutting social safety net in exchange for paying our debts. So this, Rachel, and, and this is what I want you to tell the audience, because this is the thing that you know better than anyone else. And this is what I love about you and why you're my favorite political strategist is, you know, national narrows, you know, messaging drives these political wedges. 
And that's exactly what they're doing right now with Fox News and their apparatus to say that the debt's going to kill you, that you're you're going, the country's going to die because they're because uh, we're going to raise the debt on money that we already said we were going to spend. This is this is arbitrary. It's dumb. It's actually something what we should probably get rid of in the Congress so we don't have to have this stupid fight all the time and continue to 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 put Americans and American economy at risk. But tell us what we can do to combat this messaging that's on the screen, because I haven't seen this since Mitt Romney. Honestly, I haven't seen a a, a number like this uh, being put up on a jumbotron since Mitt Romney when uh, when they were, you know, really concerned about the debt back then. They haven't been concerned about the debt in quite some time. That's because they they caused most of that. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, and right. you know, here's the thing: is like I want to try to tell people this. I'm like, listen, dude, when the gas prices are fucking low, you got to be like, damn, Joe Biden's awesome, man. Look what he's done for the stocks. Look what he's done for the. Even though he has nothing to do with that shit, you have to credit claim it. And what I would have done the last four years is hammer them on national. I would have had the debt clock. I would have been counting it. Well, all through the Trump stuff as the tax cuts came in, I would hit it. Um, you would, we have to troll them over stupid shit like that because what we're seeing now is exactly what I expected to see under this new House majority, which is a complete re- re- revision of history, number one. All the things that they have ignored for Donald Trump and, and MAGA for you know five years, now they suddenly care a shit ton about classified intel, right? Uh, White House visitor logs, um, mm-hmm. pres- uh, family corruption uh, or trading off of, you know, a family name or political connections. I mean, it's just, and you know, here's the thing is, but I always knew they would do this. And that's why I was like, we must go after them hard on corruption, on scandals, on, um, you know, deficit shit, whatever it is, because as soon as they have the power, they are absolutely going to turn around and they're going to start uh, messaging against us. So, you know, I'm a lot less worried about it this time because there are a lot of people who have gotten wise to the game. But I just want to concur, like, conclude my appearance today on the show with one yeah. important mm-hmm. thing, okay? Don't get in the weeds. Don't explain how it's debt we already pay. Blah, 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 blah. One fucking message repeated through everybody, okay? The Republican Party is holding the economy hostage to steal your social security. That's it. Just say that over and over and over again all week. Dr. Rachel Bittacoffer, with the easy messaging and the easy narrative to create a national stir and to make sure that we do not lose our democracy to these band of economic terrorists, because that's what they're trying to do. The only thing they want is to hold you hostage to steal your social security. Dr. Rachel Bittacoffer, thanks for joining us. We appreciate you every time you're on here. Stick stick around. everyone. Go follow Doc on Twitter. She'll give you a lesson every single day. She's tweeting all day about the national message. Every single day, she'll give you a master class on it. And it's Mm -hmm. free to follow her on Twitter. I can't believe that app is still free. It's free. It's free. (laughs) Okay, um, can, can I do a shameless plug real yeah, quick? Can I just tell yeah, people that today absolutely. my co-author and I turned in the manuscript for Hit Em Out Where It Hurts, How to Beat Save Democracy by Beating Republicans at Their Own Game. And it is pure motherfucking fire. <laughs> it I is can't everything wait to I see dream it. this manuscript would be. And it's going to take my Twitter feed and make it uh, mainstream, basically. So everyone's going to have these tools. It's all laid out really clear on a how to and what to and why to do it. 
and uh, I am super, super jazzed. That book will come out. Well, I want, I want one of the first copies. I want one of the first copies, and I want to promote it here on the show. We will push it, push it, push it, and I, I won't charge you a nickel because I, I, I love you, Rachel. You're, you're a good friend, and and you're a, you're a friend of democracy and a fighter in this fight. So, Dr. Rachel Bittacoff, for everyone, go follow, pay attention to that, to that manuscript coming out soon. Uh, You're going to want to take a look at it if you love democracy. So, Rachel, Dr. Rachel Bittacoff, for everyone, we'll be right back right after these messages. We'll be right back. Mark, 60 seconds. This is the Tony Michaels Podcast. I've always wanted to learn a new language, but whenever I try, it never sticks. So when Babbel made a MAGA edition, I knew I had to give it a try. Babbel MAGA edition makes it really easy to learn. And there's lots of lessons to choose from, like subtly racist to full-blown white supremacist. The first lesson began with learning simple phrases. And soon I was putting those words and phrases into a conversation. Each lesson takes about 10 to 15 minutes to complete. And they're all really different, which keeps things interesting. The app is really smart. It actually keeps track of the words that I'm struggling with. I chose Babel MAGA Edition because it's created by smart white people, like me. And now I can't wait to explore, meet new friends, and use my new MAGA skills with my in-laws. All lives matter! Jumping back into it, this is the Tony Michaels Podcast. Dr. Rachel Bittacoffer expert i'm telling you messaging narrative she's gonna have a fucking book are you kidding me how excited how excited are you gabe sanchez about reading dr rachel whittaker in long form i love her tweets so long form would be fantastic how are you today my friend Man, I'm going deep in on this Solomon Pena situation. Whoa, whoa, getting deep in on the terrace. So tell us about it because um, I want to know more about this story. There's not enough people talking about it. And the other thing I want to get to, because um, I know this might take a minute to hop through this story. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I want to show a picture. There's a couple of videos of him um, actually being arrested. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently there was uh, several other uh, raids that had happened with the with SWAT mm-hmm. um, to arrest more of these people. Apparently there was an informant of the people that he hired. Um, they were under federal indictment for drug and trafficking and firearms trafficking charges, I believe, is the story there. Yeah. Uh, but I also want to get to this video of this fucking this father or grandfather, whatever it is, teaching his little uh, grandson or son, probably, I don't know, three, how to kill Mm -hmm. human beings. It's fucking gross. Um, They talk about groomers, but Jesus Christ. Um, So I want to get to that as well, because that thing's flying around the internet, and it's going to get bigger in the next day or two, um, this video on it. So I want to get to that as well, Um, because that uh, ultimately, ultimately, that leads us to the Pena story, this domestic Mm. terrorist who ran for Congress. He's an insurrectionist. He was there January 6th, apparently. He was posting. He was boasting about it just last the end of last year. Oh, man. So tell, us, already, about, tell, us, tell, us, tell us what happened. Tell us in a nutshell. And then rewind right. and tell us how he got to this point. To- so so basically, uh, Solomon Pena is a, a failed wannabe New Mexico state legislator. Okay? So he, ran so he during- was an elected official or no, not? No, 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 oh, no, 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 no. 
<laughs> Not even close. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. So, look, look. This is what happened. This guy, state legislator in New Mexico, uh, he he lost. Okay. Just to give everyone context, when you say he was uh, elected, no, he lost bigly. Okay. He lost. <laughs> he he lost bigly. Very big, tiny hands down, huh? Many, many people say it was the biggest loss of all time. (laughs) This is what happened. All right. Uh, He claims, okay, I went through a deep dive last night. I actually ended up getting one guy to fucking uh, close down his Twitter account uh, this morning. Because well, yeah, I see you this, I see this story. I'm like, why the fuck aren't we talking? We've got to talk yeah, about this tomorrow. It's, it, yeah. So I'll get into that in, a, in just a quick bit. Uh, so basically, Solomon Pena is like all MAGA Republicans. Okay. They live in a deep state of denial. That's the only deep state that exists is the level of <laughs> denial that they live in. Okay. If you go to his Twitter page, it is full oh of insults, God. misogyny, rigged elections. Uh, everything. Say, say, say that again. Say that again. The, it, a deep state of denial. It's the only deep state the that actually exists. The only state that exists in the MAGA world is the level of denial you, that you they live in. You need to tweet that shit. Tweet that shit right now. I don't yeah. know what right. you're doing, will, what you're waiting on. Make sure will, you tweet that shit. I will shit. do it. This is. I'm also giving some people some insight into my what was that. So this is kind of what I wrote. Well, that's but anyway. Good. That's good. Here's here here is here's the guy we're talking about. This is yeah. his um this is his official picture. This is his unofficial picture. Right. <laughs> so basically, uh this guy ran, he lost, and when I say lost, he lost by almost four thousand votes. It was like nearly thirty six hundred votes. And there are six hundred and eighty seven precincts in district fourteen. I went through every single one of them yesterday. And he won. He lost every single one of those. So you went to the county records to find. I went to the county records, looked it up, and it was not even close. It was either like uh, somewhere sixty percent margins, forty percent margins, thirty percent. Like it was not even close. Like I'm sure it's because he's a sane person is the reason why he lost. Right now, from what I understand, yeah. Now, what if I understand Miguel uh, Garcia? who is the incumbent has been in the seat for like 26 years or whatever. And I hear that he's not the best at what he does. That That's regardless of the reason why people didn't vote for him. What it sounds like people didn't vote for him. Possibly is the fact that he's an ex con. Okay. He is, he was convicted of 19 felonies, including burglary, larceny, uh, contributing to a delinquency of a minor receiving stolen property, I guess he was also uh, involved in a uh, a smash and grab robberies targeting several big box stores in 2008. And Miguel Garcia was hoping to disqualify him. However, the uh, the judge that oversaw the district judge ruled that the state law prohibiting former felons from holding office under certain circumstances was unconstitutional, clearing the way for his candidacy. So he was allowed to run, even though he was convicted on 19 different charges. He was an ex-con. He was a felon. He served seven years in prison. Now, this is where it comes to... For violent crimes, it sounds for, like. Yeah, yeah, for violent crimes, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and if you go to his Twitter feed, his official, it doesn't have a lot of... like He's got like 200-some-odd followers on Twitter. Uh, for the foreseeable future, you'll be able to visit that page, assuming he doesn't delete it once he gets out of uh, you know holding right now. But what's happening is this guy is a product of Trumpism, okay? Uh, this, this violent extremism, domestic terrorism is a, is a direct uh, product of Trumpism, okay? This guy has denied the election results. He said it was rigged. He didn't concede. 
Um, he then said, oh, he had a, a, a... And you're talking about his own election. His own election. Right. So then he made it many, ma- then he made a tweet about Trump and said, oh, looks like Trump is running in 2024. I didn't concede. I'm looking at my options. He also posted a photo uh, from, from the street side on January 6th. And he goes, here's a photo from me on January 6th before I lost my phone at a Trump rally in uh, July 2021. Now, I want to give people context to this. July 2021 is an important date because it's the first person, the first January 6th rioter who was sentenced to a felony charge. And at that same time, at a Trump rally, he just happened to conveniently lose the phone that, I don't know, would have had all of this incriminating evidence, assuming he was brought in. Then he posted a photo online being like, oh, here I was on January 6th. Uh, and I just happened to lose my phone. This is the one photo I had available. Okay, very sus. Very, very sus. The whole thing's weird. So then let's fast forward to December and, July, and, and January. So this is the picture that you're talking about here, right? Uh, yeah. The, yeah, the yeah. One so street. this is him. He says, oh, this is me on January 6th, and I lost the phone at the Trump rally in in july 2021 make america great again but if he lost the phone how did they get the photo and if he only had this one photo then i would assume they had other photos i don't believe he actually lost it Uh, i believe he's saying that only because uh of of what happened at that same time it's just a it's it is very suspect the fact that he loses the phone at the same time that the first person from tampa bay in florida was was sentenced to I think eight months uh, in in prison, and then he had twenty some months or something like that in terms of community service. So there was a first person, July twenty twenty one. All right. So the other part of this is where we come up right now. In December, in in January, we found out that there were these shootings that happened at these different local Democratic legislators. So you had two state legislators, two county commissioners. There's also another two shootings that uh, right now aren't connected. So there's a total of six shootings, but four have been connected to Pena. Okay, now the Albuquerque police chief, Harold Medina, described Pena as the mastermind. Now, I would say mastermind is being very generous uh, considering he's MAGA, but if you look at the statements on his Twitter account, you can get an idea of, of what he is, right? What he stands for. Um, so the SWAT team came in on Monday, they arrested him. It was very kind of nice. Uh, I'm sure you'll play the video. They, yeah, I think they I, didn't I'm, really I'm drag him out. The, uh, they didn't yeah, bust well, him the they, door. They let him, they let him yeah. walk to the, right. To so the they car. let him, they, you know, they want him they'll pat him down and they put him in the car and that was it. So the reason this is so important and the reason that we should be talking about this, and I don't, I mean, I think more people are beginning to 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 talk about at least some news stations right now, is the fact that again, this is a direct result of Trumpism, domestic terrorists, and people who don't like the outcome of a free and and fair election. They say it was rigged. I didn't get the results I wanted. It was against me. I'm the victim. You stole it this and that, right? You want to complain, complain, complain. And when you don't get the results, and he even visited the homes of these people before these some of these shootings even happened, okay? And it turns out that this person that you brought up, uh, I believe his name is Jose Tru, Tru, uh, Trujillo. Yeah, I, think, I think he's the one that's flipped on these. Uh, right, people. so 
uh, one of the four men that Pena is accused of hiring is Jose Trujillo, uh, and he's being prosecuted federally on drug trafficking and firearm charges. So, you know, only the best people. <laughs> but I think he might be the person that flipped on him. Um, but what we see here is what we see here is that we have MAGA committing violence against people that either won their seat or denied him the possibility of challenging a free and fair election because he, and again, he lost by over 3,600 votes and 687 precincts in district 14. Right. Not a question. Rather. Yeah, it was no, not like, a question. look, if you go to the page, you literally scroll through. It's just loss, 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 loss. The dude is a big time loser, just like Trump. Hmm. Seems and to also, be a pattern. seems to be a pattern. Yeah, and and so basically, what I just want to say is the reason it's so important is because this guy is you know on his knees, hands going, and loving to to really take a take a nibble on that Cheeto that <laughs> that that Cheeto that Trump offers, right? And it's it is the fact that this is we have an ex con running for office who supports Trump doesn't accept the outcome of the election and as a result goes out and at one of the shootings and this is the part that really kind of pisses me off one of the shootings he was actually there okay this representative uh representative linda lopez Mexico with okay? more on this he failed. was there on january 3rd and the reason this pisses me off is because when they fired into the house right and I don't know if this was intimidation or if he wanted something else. Doesn't even fucking matter. The fact that he executed this actual, you know, hiring of people and did it. The 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 thing that pisses me off is that three of the bullets at Representative Linda Lopez's home went into her daughter's bedroom while she was sleeping. She's a ten year old girl. Three it has nothing to do with this election. Yeah, three three bullets go. Well, I mean, like, well, wait, well, wait, 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 wait. You're telling me the save the children crowd yes. are the same people who uh -huh. were fling bullets uh -huh. into exactly. a child's bedroom. Oh, yep, yep, uh, yep, 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 yep. Seems seems weird. Yeah, seems weird that they would want to save the children but kill them with bullets, flinging them into their bedroom so, because they're. Losers. I'll be doing. Uh, uh, I have a lot of other. What was that running? But I was like, ah, I feel like I got to get this one in before. So I'm currently working on that. What was that? Here is um here's a little bit of a news report. I think this is from a local news station there in Albuquerque, mm -hmm. as opposed to the national. Yeah, this one. is outside the police station where he's being held. Yeah, and I I believe it's News 13 here, and I believe uh, they're going to play a bit of the press conference from law mm -hmm. enforcement. Let's listen. Just a few hours ago, a SWAT team arrested former GOP candidate Solomon Pena at an apartment complex near Colon Tingley. They believe these shootings were politically motivated. Shootings were orchestrated. They were dangerous attacks, not only to these individuals, which is personally the most terrifying for them. But fundamentally, uh, I, I apologize. This is the mayor, mm -hmm. um, not law enforcement, uh, but the mayor is, is yeah, the same 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 place where the where the chief also spoke. Right, um, where he but, talked but, about Penny you're right, right. But usually, the mayor is the the boss of the police department, and, right. and this raid was done by the uh, police of city of Albuquerque. So let's listen. Also, to democracy, that is why this is so terrible. This type of radicalism is a threat to our nation, and it has made its way to our doorstep right here in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Solomon Pena was taken into custody at a downtown apartment building this afternoon 
Pena made headlines last year as a convicted felon running as the Republican candidate for the New Mexico House District 14. Pena served five years in prison for leading a burglary ring. At the time, Pena said he got a degree and turned his life around. Pena lost his race to incumbent Representative Miguel Garcia, but never conceded. APD says today after the election, Pena showed up uninvited at the homes of County Commissioner Adrian Barboa, former Commissioner Debbie O'Malley, and State Senator Linda Lopez, handing them documents that he claimed proved there was fraud in the election results. APD says Pena committed one of the shootings himself, but hired other people to pull the trigger on his behalf in other shootings. After the election in November, Solomon Pena... And here we'll see from the uh, deputy commander of the Albuquerque Police Department. Uh, mm-hmm. So, Pena reached out and contracted someone uh, for a, a, a amount of cash money to commit at least two of these shootings. The addresses of these shootings were communicated over phone. Within hours in one case, the shooting took place. The home of Democratic House Speaker Javier Martinez was also shot at in early December. APD announced last week they made an arrest in connection to one of the shootings. APD saying today that man, Jose Trujillo, is one of the hired hitmen. Back to you. Is that the same person, uh, mm-hmm. Gabe Sanchez? That's that, the one that I said was on uh, drug trafficking and right. And, and it charges. seems like probably they have they yeah, have flipped. Yeah. I would imagine if you already are in being investigated for uh, drug trafficking and firearm charges, like you've already got ATF on your ass, right? You're probably gonna probably well, gonna flip. Well, right. I mean, you're looking for a deal, especially if they got good evidence on another right. case. Um, let me ask you. Mm-hmm. Um, have they formally charged Pinion? What have they formally charged him with? And who has charged him? Is it the state or the feds that have charged him? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know if I, let me see if I can get an updated, uh, because uh, I'm sure, I don't know if they, they actually announced charges yesterday or they're yeah, waiting I didn't, to announce I mean, charges. They arrested him, right? Mm-hmm. Because at least last night it was. Right. They'll allegedly. have to charge him eventually. They'll have yeah, to, yeah, they'll have to do it. And they're going to, I mean, obviously they're going to, you know, they're going to, Cover up and there'll be bail hearings and that sort right, of thing. And I'm right. not sure now, what the bail law is in um right in New Mexico, but I haven't seen anything that he was charged with. I do see just arrested, alleged, you know, he was in connection with. Right. Um yeah. So again, how this uh, I, I want to show you how, so I, I want to show you how fucked up this shit is, right? Right now, if in our narrative. Trending on Twitter, and let me refresh this just to be sure. Mm-hmm. Trend, trending on Twitter, uh, number one right now is Kid Rock, right? Now, oh, the biggest news story right now in this country is oh, this God. fucking political violence story where this Pena not only not only shot at one, but hired people to shoot at multiple buildings. Yeah, He's going to intimidate officials yeah. with with what could only be probably fraudulent documents or shit that he made Mm -hmm. up. Like he's, there was one person he visited and I believe the person actually lived there or lives there, but they told him they didn't. And there's a video of him, which I'll get for the, the, what was that? But basically he shows up and there's a ring, there's a ring doorbell video. He goes up asking for this woman and he says, Oh, does so-and-so live here? And they're like, I don't know if they recognized who he was or they're like, I don't know who you are. So I'm not going to say that they live here, you know? And they're like, oh, uh, they they don't live here anymore. And he's like, oh, wh- do you know where they live? And the one was like, oh, yeah, they live around the corner at blank, 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 blank. And I don't know if they actually gave the address. It was bleeped out. 
Um, so whether or not that person lives there or not, but the video is from the person that he was going there to look for. So my assumption is she actually does live there and he gave her, or she gave him like a bullshit address around the corner kind of thing for him to go look. But the fact that he's showing up at people's houses, pissed off and upset, butthurt and triggered a fucking snowflake that didn't get what he wanted because this guy is an absolute idiot. I mean, also keep in mind that the district that they ran in has has like 75% of the time always been Democrat. So it wasn't going to flip anytime soon. It wasn't going to happen. He didn't have I mean, a good chance. He didn't have with. any chance. I mean, again, if you were to go look through the county records, it's literally like 20 to 80, 30 to 70, uh, 25 to 75. I think the total end result was like 76 to 24, something like that. That was the outcome that he lost by. 50% is, is like the margin there that he lost at the end result. The guy lost bigly. And he got mad. And this is what we have to be careful of. Like, we we need to obviously mock these people. Like, I'm going to fucking mock the shit out of this guy. But also need to take it seriously because these people, the more and more, t- especially as we have Trump running in 2024, especially as, as we have him attacking Jack Smith, special counsel Jack Smith, especially as we have him, you know, uh, continuing to say that the election was rigged by instilling that that argument or that narrative in MAGA's mind, these Trump hopping Republicans, they're going to continue to say anything that they go in for election or anything, any outcome that fucking don't get a job they want. They're going to say it was rigged, right? They're going to say it wasn't fair. They're going to say that you don't like them, all of this shit. And so we're going to see more and more of this, right? Uh, uh, people hiring, you know, fucking random people hired hits whatever it might be and 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 national national attention has even give way for these people locally to do these things like carrie lake right like she's refusing who says supposedly she's now going to run for senate against well how how the fuck is that if she's the governor i don't how? know all i know is i'm willing to watch that trash fight go go out in real time hey, if listen. she wants to fight her go so be yep. it kirsten cinema Fuck it. Go yeah, for run it. independent, run independent. Carrie Lake can run on the crazy ticket and whoever we put up as a Democrat can sail through. Um, there's plenty, plenty of good candidates in Arizona mm-hmm. uh, to hold that Senate seat um, f- in, in, in place of Kristen Sinema's craziness and Carrie Lake's definitely. Yeah. Oh, def- he, oh, this guy, uh, uh, Solomon Pena was also a big fan of uh, Mark Fincham. Surprise, oh. surprise. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, Mark Fincham is the uh, the guy who ran for Secretary of State who was mm-hmm. going to uh, absolutely just undermine the Arizona Constitution. Right, and he was the one who had twenty election. Yeah, he had clear evidence, uh, like Rudy Giuliani yeah. had clear evidence that okay. there was voter fraud Show at the us, ballot bitch. box. And even on sixty minutes, when Anderson Cooper was like, "Oh, you got the proof," and he's show like, me. "Oh, well, we have the yeah. proof," and they're like, "Can you show it?" And he's like, "Well, I can't show yeah, my it." My ass, my ass, you fucking lying sacks of shit. Uh, and Mike, Mike um, Fincham wants to stoke uh, stochastic terrorism. Mm-hmm. And now we're leading into not just a stochastic terrorism. It's losing candidates are now uh, fucking trying to shoot and kill their opponents and shooting at buildings and trying to intimidate them uh, at their doorsteps. But here's why. Here's why. Because uh, we have MAGA. Have you seen this video yet of this? No, um, I saw another video oh that was a dad teaching the girls their role in the house. Yes. And it was a video of That's a him. silent one. I'd like to yeah. play it, but it's silent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. That one I was I was like, of course. That one is crazy. Of course you would try to, you know, instill this misogynistic uh uh 
patriarchy man is the best and the woman just does the dishes and the chores right. type bullshit. One, one of the one of the parts of that video where the dad is uh, they're grooming the little girls um to to be part of the what what's the show um handmade tale is that what it's called oh handmade tale yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. The, to be yeah. one of uh, to be like that yeah. one part in the video is the dad takes off his shoes now now there's no uh, sound to the video they just have words up on the on the screen but he takes off his shoes and he he flows throws back the lazy boy and the little girl is expected to come over and grab his shoes and put his shoes away as if he's i mean you know we get into this alpha beta stuff yeah. if you're such an alpha you have to have a little girl put away your shoes you are such a fucking weak piece of shit right and I not mean, only that but if you're trying to like you know maga loves to say they're super smart, right? They love to say they got big <laughs> they brains. They say that. They say I that. I don't know, man. They're always well, well. They do. They do in the comments on shit. We're like, oh, yeah. like I, I, really I get an IQ of a, a thousand, buddy. Here to tell you how how smart they are mm-hmm. uh, and how clever they are. Ooh. I released a what was that yesterday, right? That was a it was a weekend roundup. Yeah, go check right? that. So out. It was the it was the last week kind of roundup thing. And I had someone who wrote you equals not bright. Oh. Um, <laughs> well, and, I mean, uh, you know, that sounds pretty intelligent. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a light, but you know, but at the same time, I'm like, that's the best you could come up with the best you, that's the best that you could absolutely come up with. And your big brained MAGA thumping, <laughs> oh, like that's what, that's, that's what, and so I don't know, man, it's just like, our education system has really brought us to this, to this. Point it is why we need people... to fund public education. Yes. People, well, not only God that, damn. we re- need to fundamentally change public education in this country. Here's oh, what yeah. I mean by that is that we do not teach people to learn anymore. We teach people to look at the authority and the authority that they want and believe everything that that authority says. And what I mean by that is on every issue, like literally, why would you go? Would you go to your mechanic if you were having heart trouble, Gabe Sanchez? Would you go to your mechanic and be like, "Man, I'm really having chest pain, I'm weakness of breath, and I don't know what to do"? And you're really smart, you're really good at like engines. So mm-hmm. can you help me with my heart? No, you wouldn't do that. You wouldn't do that. You would go to the authority of the heart problem. But we mm-hmm. don't. These people are not doing that. They're not doing that at all. They don't listen to the proper authority on any yeah. of this. Well, stuff. that's I don't know. You might you you might depending on who the mechanic is. Yeah, they could be spending a lot of time on Twitter and other forums. That's true. And think within a three so month they could period have like that a they Facebook have a, doctorate degree. Yeah, they could be saying. like, hey, look, uh, you know, uh, I'm Doctor Dunning Kruger, and I <laughs> let now, me WebMD this. Yeah, <laughs> oh, you, have, you have this pain. It's cancer. It's definitely right. cancer. It was the vaccine. <laughs> it was the vaccine. Right, right. Oh, you have an ache in your toe and you can't get it to go away. Definitely vaccine, and you're probably going to keel over and die tomorrow right. because of it. Um, I would almost imagine that this dad. I, I, I guess that's what this is. Is it looks like he has a holster. Both of them do. Oh, that's good. And it's a so real the, gun here. So the these kid, are real guns. The, the kid that probably can barely hold on to the gun and barely, ha- I mean, who knows? I'm Maybe not this sure kid how old this kid is. Recoil, but fuck, man. This guy, I mean, I don't know. The they're in the living here, room. They're, they're, they're in the living room. They're, he's not reading stories. To, now, <sighs> l- let, me, let me rewind a bit before we watch this. Yeah. Movie. When you were a kid, did you go hunting? You said you went hunting with your grandpa, right? Uh, with, my, with my uncles. Okay, your uncles. So 
Um, they probably, when you first went hunting, they probably were like, Hey, you need to hold the rifle this way. You can't point it at people. You got to make mm-hmm. sure the barrels down barrels yeah. up. I mean, like, even before that, even before that, it was like, all right, we're going to go out at, you know, fucking way before the sun comes out. We're going to pack you into this bright ass right. orange suit. Right. And you're just going to sit here and watch. Right. right. But, but the thing is, is you were taught certain things about the firearms because yeah, yeah. they're fucking dangerous. Right. Right. And the thing that you were taught about firearms, I, the same thing I was taught when, when, and I didn't like hunting when I was a kid. Number one, why do I have to kill an animal? You can drive to the store and buy all the meat yeah, yeah. you want. Like why? Yeah. I, I mean, I get, if, I get the population control and right. stuff and the sport of it. But I, I never wanted to kill a fucking animal for no fucking reason other than to get my rocks off, right? I just right. didn't understand it. And it was way too cold, way too fucking early. Didn't yeah, want to yeah. do that shit. I don't like early, don't like cold. That That's not a thing. Now, the one thing, though, that we were taught, because there were guns in our house and we were around guns because we were in rural areas, most of them hunting rifles. Mm-hmm. And they weren't designed to hunt humans. Really, most of the gun safety, Gabe Sanchez what that I was taught was to make sure you didn't inadvertently kill a human. Yeah. Like that's either yourself or like someone hunting with you. Like most of the gun safety that you learn is to not kill a human, Mm -hmm. right? That's most of the gun training that you would get when you were a child. Now this, especially when you go to the gun range, right. And right. You know, you have to follow protocol to make sure that everyone is safe. Cause it's not just you. Right. It's also other people that are down the line that are shooting. Right. And and most of the time, like um um in my experience, we didn't actually go to a gun range. Our gun range was the fucking field. Mm. And we were sighting in, we put out a target and we were sighting in scopes and stuff. Like that's yeah. we, we were taught how to sight in scopes and that sort of thing. Um I had a I had a really nice pellet gun. How this thing was fucking awesome. It was a pump pellet gun and it had CO2 mm. and I had a great scope on it and I would sight my scope all the time. I love that thing because I could I could shoot all kinds of crazy little things that was going on. But but we were taught we were taught certain gun safety to not injure human beings. Right now, this here. This dad is training this little boy who is not old enough to hold up uh, uh, an actual hunting rifle or, yeah. or let alone shoot one. I mean, this kid does like it, like if we're if we're discussing the pure physics of mm-hmm. it, this kid doesn't. I feel like, and I don't know about this handgun, but I feel like any other gun that's possibly larger than this handgun would, this kid would not be able to handle the fucking recoil. Right. Well, and we, and this is, this is a, this is another continuation of, there's a story in Indiana and there's a, there's a video of it and you can go out and see it. I don't think we'll watch it here today Mm -hmm. of a child walking around an apartment complex with a handgun of his dad's. Um, just casually walk around, bang, bang, you know, pew, 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 pew. Um, but this, This video here shows you exactly the gun culture that I've been yelling and screaming about that. This is new stuff, folks. This is new stuff. This I'm telling you, this white Christian nationalism is terrorism. Mm -hmm. They are the American Taliban. They are y'all Qaeda. This video fucking proves it because this dad thinks it's so cool that he's teaching his little child how to kill a human being. I forgot I, what, what part of the Bible is that in? Well, you know, there is a book of dumb fuck. Oh, um, right, okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, let's let's watch this here. It's fucking revolting, but you have to put your eyes on it to know that they're doing it. Uh, out. Wrap it. Dump it. 
magazine. Drop it. Rack it. Dump it. Magazine. Drop it. Dump it. Slow down. Dump it. Clear it. Good job. Oh, great job there, Sonny. Um, fantastic. I mean, job. the thing that this, gives this, it away. The, uh, look, the, the, the dad's like, okay, slow down there. Yeah, fuck it. The kid is, is you know, given a gun, excited to do it with his dad, whatever. Fucking father, son, grooming experience. And I, like, I mean, I to, mean, to, again, to, for full disclosure, when I was a kid, we were taught how to clean guns. We were taught yeah, how to yeah, put them fine. away. We were taught how but to the store I, them. The idea that they're in the household, and he's like, "Whoa, whoa, slow down there!" Like, you but, know. But, but the thing is, when I was a when I was a kid, and and I was older than this young little boy before yeah. they would really let me put my hands on on firearms. Yeah. Um. But here's the thing: because our firearms were rifles, they were huge. Yeah. And, or or like. Uh, I think my grandpa had a 38. There was mm. no way as a little boy that I would be able to fucking. Right. Uh, yeah. Like I, I learned use a 38 revolver. Right? Yeah. right. But here's the thing. Is the gun culture in this country for decades and decades and decades, it was always focused around hunting. Gun safety was always focused around making sure not to kill other humans. Literally they have switched from not making sure that gun safety is focused around not hurting yourself or, or, or your fellow hunters or, mm -hmm. or your f fellow people who are using firearms to we are training you how to kill other humans. Yeah. Literally, this is mass shooter training in the living room of this home. And, it, and yeah. the reason why it's mass shooter training, it, you know, a lot of people are going to give me shit like, oh, you're talking about the kid. How dare you? I think someone fucking commented that shit in my thread when I said this is mass shooter training. I said, what in the mass shooter training is this shit? Yeah, well, here's the thing. I mean, when you look at Virginia, literally a six-year-old kid brought a gun to school, shot his 25-year-old right. teacher, and now they're in critical condition. I wonder where he learned that from. Oh, my God. But, so don't, but here's don't, the thing, here's come, the thing. don't come in the comments and be like, oh, this is uh, you're dirty to get. Yeah, because when, when left alone, those kids are going to fucking take right. a gun or with permission going to take the gun. How else, how, how do they know any different than this shit right. box? Basically training his son to kill other human beings with a gun that he doesn't know. He doesn't even understand the power. The kid cannot even fully understand the power right. that he's holding in his hand. It's not possible. Yeah. With his development. There's I mean, no fucking yeah, exactly. way. The you whole can't idea. expect these kids to even, to even uh, cook a meal in a kitchen without making a complete mess. You can't right. trust them with slime. Trust me. Do oh. not trust kids with slime. They'll put it down the fucking drain. Even the, the even the idea. E yeah. Even the idea that like, as, as adults, we can't rent a car until we're 25, you know, for various <laughs> reasons, but also just like how our, you know, the, the front portion of our brain and how it develops you can't tell me that a young child, especially a six-year-old kid, who brings a gun to school for whatever reason, whatever they were taught, whatever ideology was in their mind and they were groomed with. Well, they were upset and they needed to fix a problem. And the best right. way to fix a problem, my dad said in the living room while he was teaching me how to rack a gun and put three clips in the gun so exactly. that I could kill as many people as I possibly could when I get mad and I have a problem and I can't solve it with anything but a firearm. That's mass shooter training, people. Yeah. This dad is teaching his kid, whether he realizes it or not, yeah. whether he's deluded enough or not to realize he's training his son right. to be a 
fucking mass shooter. And I would, you know, and I'm going to make the argument here that as, you know, a six-year-old kid or whatever, however old they may be as a child who brings a gun to school, let's say, or even in this household, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that these children don't understand what they're doing. They don't understand what they're using really, right? They're in the, in the same way that I would say, like when you cram for a test, right? You're basically just like dumping out a bunch of regurgitated knowledge or information on the exam to be like, oh yeah, it's a, it's a B cool do this, whatever. In that same way, it becomes muscle memory. You're taught, you know, what it is, you're explained what it is, but you don't understand what it is. Right. And that's the, that is the key difference here where you give a child a gun, they might be able to say it back, do it back, do whatever you need. But when you ask them to actually understand and explain what it is to really fundamentally break it down and explain each part, not just, Hey, this is regurgitated. Cause I've seen, there's a, there's a video I think with Oprah and she's talking to a young pastor's kid, right? And she's talking about, oh, giving a sermon and all this stuff. And the only way this kid knows how to give a sermon is to fucking yell, okay? To fucking yell as loud as he can in a super, like, angry, demonic way. And she says, can you explain what that means? The dad jumps in and tries to explain. He goes, no, 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 no. I want to know if he understands what he said. And he begins to try to explain it. And what's going on is the kid doesn't really understand what he says is just what his dad told him right. about what that was. In the same way this is here is you've got a kid, young, whatever, gets a gun, trained muscle memory, knows what to say and how to say it back, but doesn't understand the consequences for what they do because they only because again, you're a kid, you can't control your emotions, you're very um, we'll say uh volatile in your response. And so when you get upset and frustrated, a lot of kids throw a tantrum, right? They get upset. They want to get back. They, oh, they want to take it out on something. They don't know how to, how to actually digest and comprehend what's going on. So you throw a gun into the fucking mix. Of course, they're going to shoot someone. They don't like what they said. They don't like that they're mean. They don't like that you know they lost a fucking election, a free and fair election. They're going to fucking shoot people. They're well, fucking take it out on people. And they're mad about other people being who they want to be. Because exactly. I saw this the other day. The biggest danger of taking your child to a drag show is that a Christian could show up with a gun. And right. I want to I want to I want to end on that note um, mm -hmm. right there. I think that's a great note to end on. Again, the biggest danger to taking your child to a drag show is that we, a Christian like this guy who's teaching his son how to be a mass shooter in the living room right. shows up with that gun that he's got. Because we also know the last shooting, well, at least I'm sure there's been other shootings, of course, but the last major shooting that we saw was at a drag show. And who was the person that saved the day? The people who were there attending and also the actual drag queens themselves. And I I, I want to end on that with the because um, we're getting close to the uh, second hour here. So, everyone, thank you for joining us today. I want to thank Dr. Rachel Bittacoffer mm -hmm. for coming in last moment on Tuesday. We don't have Texas Paul here because he's on vacation. Everyone go to Texas Paul social media. Wish him a happy vacation and uh, go to Dr. Rachel Bittacoffer's mm -hmm. social media. We're going to I'm I'm excited about this book now. Yeah, I'm super excited about this book. But everyone subscribe right here to the Tony Michaels podcast. We're trying to get to 20,000. Help us help us help us the thing that you can do is not just subscribe you have to subscribe to the youtube channel but also share this link with three other people get them to subscribe maybe get them to get three other people download every single episode on apple spotify google 
and make sure to leave us a great review while you're there. Follow us on Facebook, excuse me, on Twitter at Tony Michaels Pod and on Facebook at the Tony Michaels. You know the you know the routine, Gabe Sanchez. Same time, same place tomorrow. Surfs up, motherfuckers. You've been listening to the Tony Michaels Podcast. Podcast. In your face commentary of current events and political news. No rules, no boundaries. I think we've made that perfectly clear. We hope you enjoyed the show and we'll be back soon. In the meantime, follow Tony on social media at the Tony Michaels. And until next time, raise a fist and repeat after me. Fuck them. Murphy's Mealborn, head-ass speaking.